Hey, it's Gallus here. And before we get into this week's episode, I'm so happy that as we continue to do more and more episodes, more and more people want to partner with the podcast and the platform. So I want to give two special shout outs today. First shout out is to my guy, Matt Davis. A lot of people have been asking me about the logo. Guys, how in the world did you find that logo? How'd you make that happen so fast? I want to give a special shout out to my guy, Matt Davis. If you're a business, if you're another podcast, whatever you might be, if you're looking to start something new here, I think one of the biggest things you need is to make sure you're looking good. Work with somebody like Matt Davis, a true artist, one who wants to work with you to figure out ways in which your business can stand out, to be different. Follow him on Instagram at don't know squatch. That's right. Don't know S Q U A T C H. Don't know squatch on Instagram where you can check out some of his work, see what he's been working on, see what the artist really can do for you, and then connect with him. Matt will work with you to find out the logo that fits your podcast, your business, your media company, whatever you're looking to do to make sure it stands out for the future. A logo can go so far, and working with an artist who's flexible and talented like Matt can make you go really, really deep into what you want to do, and those are huge things. Work with Matt. Again, Matt Davis helped me out with the logo. Give him a shout. Give him a look. Give him a like on Instagram, all that stuff. Don't know Squatch. And also a second special shout-out to my guy, Jake in Vermont who reached out to me and said, guys, I want to do a theme song for your podcast. This is Jake singing. If you're interested in Jake coming out of retirement, like a great boxer or an MMA fighter, reach out to me. My email is on my Twitter and everything else. If you want to get in contact with Jake, who knows? Maybe when we get back to weddings and bar mitzvahs and parties and everything else, Jake can help you perform. So I'll send over my pal Jake in Vermont. Appreciate you listening to another episode of here at Getting There with Gaz. Another edition here of Getting There with Gaz, and this is an interesting one. We are very close to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl matchup this year, 2021 February, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you're watching on the visual, my team, I'm rocking my shirt right now, versus <laughs> my guy Nick, who's joining us, got his Packer shirt on. I'm sorry. We we don't have time to talk about the I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Buccaneers. still recovering. Yes, I know. Buccaneers versus Chiefs is this year's Super Bowl. And what we're going to get into today is kind of a two-part episode. Part one is going to be the story of how I was thrown out of a Super Bowl. And part two, I'm calling Two Nights in Miami. So we'll cover all that later on. But let's start with the Super Bowl. And we go to February 2018. This is the Super Bowl that featured the New England Patriots taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I was covering the event for my former radio station. Nick was covering an event for, I, I can say your station you were covering it for, right? Yeah, I'm the unpaid, unofficial assistant to the assistant producer, is my title, I think. At 99.1 Sioux Falls for ESPN's affiliate out there. Stu Gotts' favorite ESPN affiliate. Yes, yeah, that actually is very true. So we're both covering the event in an event called Radio Row. So again, like you've heard in future, or, excuse me, past <clears throat> podcasts, I'm going to toss to Nick sometimes for some terms you might not be familiar with in sports radio. For those that don't know what the term Radio Row is or what the event is, kind of explain to us a little bit why we're there for an event called Radio Row. So Ra- Radio Row is something, and I can't even re- remember when they started this, but it's been 
for as long as probably you've been in radio, but it uh, was basically it's a week long Monday to Friday. And some people do Saturday event where all these radio stations, whether you're local, national, I mean, they got bums like us out there sitting next to <laughs> sitting next to, you know, true, true ESPN, Stephen A and, you know, whoever else, you know, all the Fox guys are out there. So basically they bring all these athletes in and we get to interview them for, um, you know, f- five, six days. And when I say it's a zoo, it is a literal zoo because there's, I mean, how many stations I think over a hundred, right? Over at least I mean, a, yeah, all across the a, country, all across the there's world. A, there's probably a hundred of us just affiliates. And then you get, you know, these local guys down from, you know, God knows Jacksonville, Florida, who, you know, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and there's people from England. I think we got Jeff and I, Jeff Turn and I got stuck next to the England people probably three times. We, one year we, which is fine, but you know, it's just a little different version of radio. Um, And a lot of times it's not just, it's not just, you know, talking about the Super Bowl. It's, you know, you get to see guys like, you know, from the Packers who, you know, last, you know, two years ago missed it. And we got to talk, you know, about, oh, you know, what a tough loss. You get to talk to some of that. There's a lot of guys and well, most of them are out there promoting some sort of, whether it's a charity or it's a product and they get paid to be out there. So they're out there and they're actually willing to talk. It's not like they're just out there moping around. Uh, so it's a pretty cool experience. I mean, it's when, the first year I went, I was out in San Francisco and there were, you know, that's what, three hours from L.A. or something right. like that, four hours from L.A. So there movie stars are running around, you know, and Ryan Gosling's out there. And uh, who's the uh, guy that plays Thor? Whatever oh, Hemsworth. Hemsworth's out there. And, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a literal zoo. And everyone's running around trying to get, you know, all these people to talk to them. It's, a, it's an awesome time. It's a fun time. It's, it's you don't sleep a whole lot. Because you, you get up, you got to be there about eight or nine to start doing interviews. And you do, you know, about 10 hours of interviews. And it's it's just a fun experience. It's something that I think I'm, I'm hoping that people can, uh, after this year, can, you know, make it out if you're in the local area. But I think, I think, I think it's coming back to New York eventually here, isn't it? I hope so. And I'm glad you mentioned New York there because you mentioned when did Radio Row start? The legend goes that Mike and the Mad Dog, the legendary sports talk radio show in the city, were the first to ever do Radio Row. And the concept was, let's just go to the city that's hosting the Super Bowl. And like you just said, what celebrities, what athletes, what past people are promoting things? The thought process is, hey, if all the biggest news outlets, radio outlets are all in one city one weekend. Let us athletes, businesses, celebrities go there and get on the air with them. Now, okay. you know, I, w- I don't want to dive too deep into the booking process of how interviews happen. I think there's there's a great piece from The Ringer that was done last uh, 2020 that's really good that breaks down exactly what happens. But basically, oh, like yeah, you just, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like you, someone's you, really you, interested, Google that because that's a really good piece. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, basically, Sometimes you might have somebody on your show and you might not. Just because there's some listeners in Syracuse, can we quickly tell the McNabb story from Miami? Just real quick, and then we'll go on to when I got thrown out of Minnesota. Yeah, I just think yeah, Syracuse yeah. people will enjoy the McNabb story. Yeah, yeah. So we – Jeff, Jeff, for whatever reason, and myself have made a – you know, and we're not – I mean, again, I don't have a whole lot to do with these guys outside of Jeff and I's relationship and the assistant to the assistant – 
<laughs> producer of overtime. But for whatever reason, we have always done a very good job on relationship building. And I think that's a large part of why I get to go every year is because I had, you know, like I've, I've, I had six emails already the last two days from people that, Hey, too bad. We can't, you know, we'll see you next year in LA. So, uh, and, and Jeff, if you don't know Jeff, Jeff turn and he's okay that I'm t- you know saying this cause he's one of my good friends. So he's okay. Is the biggest suck up you will ever meet <laughs> in the world. So he knows how to work all these angles so we'd get these guys, you know, that, I mean, we had Dan Marino on one year going on, you know, uh, affiliate ESPN. Now, not, not talking about an affiliate, but he's probably a top A-lister that would normally go to, a, you know, a huge market. So we, you know, I don't remember who had him, but I think Holly had him. But Holly comes over and goes, you know, you guys want Donovan McNabb? And we're like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would that'd be okay for you know. Yeah, we'll take him. You know, it's not a huge area for us because you know, Sioux Falls, Minneapolis, Iowa, Nebraska. Not a huge McNabb fan, but I had I had remembered that you, being a Syracuse guy, <laughs> loved. It. I knew this was your hero. Yes, so this I, is my guy. Yes, your hero. So I so I told Jeff, I'm like, hey, like we gotta let guys and the boys get him because I it'll make their day. So I I don't remember. Did we come over? I think we gave no. your. We so what happens is what, I don't remember the exact details on how it planned out, but. So what happens is basically you're like seven tables away. You're like due north, I'll call it. Yeah. So I see you waving like a nut. Oh, you're that's waving. Right, that's right. And that's McNabb right. is McNabb. McNabb is like in front of you, or like sitting with his headphones on, and you're just like McNabb your show look at your phone and i'm like what so you text me you're like hey mcnab can't come on our show i told him to just come to your show instead oh that's and I'm like, yeah okay oh that's my god right. we, they had like an open time slot at the same time we had an open time yeah. slot so i'm like oh my god like dot of mcnab is coming over he's gonna be on the show i'm thrilled some of these, now some of these things just run together for me because there's so yeah, much <laughs> but but what happens next is that because of how radio row was set up it's in a convention center mm-hmm. You guys that year in uh, Miami were on the other side of the convention center. Yeah. So probably what happens, and this we is were, what my heart I mean, believes. We were, we were probably 100 yards from you. Honestly, yeah. At that. I mean, by the time you get from the table to the table and all the looping around you had to do. So what happens is basically what I believe happens is his booker, McNabb's booker, his agent, sees he's got an interview coming up. 100 yards away does that interview and he's like no nah, i'm not walking 100 yards back yeah. for another 10 minute hit in albany so i'm yeah. like devastated i'm like no so we and we had actually because we and this is actually true because we actually we did have him booked like we had a time slot for him but knowing you wanted it we're like all right let's let's send him over there because I mean, again, that's huge for your guys's area and like again you know that's your boy so we'll hook you up you scratch our back you, you know and that's kind of how yeah, it goes know. out there too. I mean, you you trade, yes, you trade contact info. And I rem- if I remember, he was going on, I think he was going on Fox. And the Fox stage was at the very other corner. Yes. He didn't want to walk from the Fox stage booth to your guys' booth. And I remember texting you and I was crushed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, 
we had this perfectly set up. And I remember the whole rest of the night you gave me shit about it because you were just like, oh, you, oh, made, yeah. Donovan, you made Donovan not want to come over. You're like, I'm like, no, that is not what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, that was an awesome story. And what made it even cooler was that Dana White, which is, you know, here, I'm, we're just dropping names left and right. Dana White came over like, 10 minutes after McNabb stiffed me. And that's how my co-host Levac opened the interview. He's like, can you believe McNabb stiffed Gaz? Oh, that's He's like, right. yeah. Dana, how dare McNabb do that to you guys? So Dana White, like probably heard the same UFC questions a hundred times. So he kind of ripped into McNabb, which although he's my hero, it was, it was pretty funny. So, yeah. all right. So let's, let's go back. Although that's a Miami story. So let's go to Minnesota. So just to clarify this part, cause this is going to get a little confusing for some people. When you're at radio row, you have a pass so there's security, so you kind of just show your pass and you go in. Yep. Some fans are there, they're walking around, but for you to actually sit at your table and do your thing, you have a pass. I've got now, actually sitting right here. Yeah. So what anyway. happens though is that when you have your radio row pass, that is not the pass to the Super Bowl. So although no. you are covering a Super Bowl event, although you're covering Media Night, which is a big event with a lot of the players and coaches, yeah. that Monday of that week, you are not scheduled to go to the game so this is where i actually give me things, a sec here just yeah, so you can ahead. get a visual let me find those because i've got yeah. it right here while you're looking for your pass i'm going to set up this story too because what i decide to do is when we're staying at minnesota that year we decided to stay in the media hotel basically the media hotel means more media people it's going to be a little easier to travel buses shuttles you don't have to worry about ubers and stuff so that's why we're staying at the media hotel but we were staying at the media hotel which means we had to stay all eight nights so, AKA, that means we got in Sunday, one week ahead of the Super Bowl, and we would leave Monday morning. The media hotel, eight days, totally Where mixed were you guys that year? We were somewhere in Minnesota. We were like a shuttle ride, like a five-minute <laughs> shuttle ride away from the Mall of America. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you guys were down in Bloomington. And I so I, yes. I never got on the bus. I was living in downtown Minneapolis at the time. Right. So that's, yes. so that's why, okay, that makes sense then why you guys were there. Okay. So for those on YouTube, do you have the different passes between yeah, the Super so, Bowl and, and Radio Row? Yeah, actually that same year. So here's what we get to go. And we can show these, right? It doesn't matter anymore. It's over now. You can't make fake ones now. <laughs> so this is what you normally get to get into Radio Row. And you have the media and the F and the X. So you can get into different places. Basically, anything in Radio Row, this is the you can get wherever you want. Now, game day, you get one of these big fucking things. <laughs> And you have to have this around your neck the whole entire game. Otherwise, you get escorted out of the facility by security. Yes. Now, one quick thing before we move on, because this is getting there with guys, and we're talking about lessons and things to learn. What Nick did there is great for our podcast. If you are a young media member or a media member going to a big event, please never, ever, ever post your media pass on social no. media. I know people want the likes. I know you want the retweets. It is a super no-no. And I'm probably just yeah. people listening like, wait, what? Why is it a big no-no? Like people want to see that you're going to the game. Basically what happened over time is that when people would post it on social, other people would see it, make a carbon copy and get into the game. So that's a yeah. huge no-no. Like they will legit throw you out of the event. Yeah. And you and there's a lot of I, I mean there's a chance you may not get to go again because they take it very seriously, and as they should for security reasons. I mean you got top notch, you know athletes, celebrities there, and also I mean there's how many people in a giant room, you know for safety reasons. There's crazy people out there. They don't want people making passes for that. And I'm smiling not because of what you said, but because it's a weird transition to what I'm about to talk about next, which is how I get in. So. What people don't know is that on Super Bowl Sunday, you as a media member have to get on a bus 
it's not like all the media members are traveling in separate Ubers or cars and everything else. There is a separate bus scheduled and buses, I should say, multiple buses scheduled for media members. Uh, so what happens for me is that LeVac has gone back home and I'm by myself in Minnesota. So I can just hang out and watch the Super Bowl. But I'm like, hey, I went to the just by myself. I can go get some lunch, but I like, let's try it. I know I don't have the pass but I'm going to try to get into the Super Bowl. So like Nick just showed you on the visual side on YouTube here, clearly the passes look different. So what I've been told is this, Nick, is that guys, you will not even get on the bus. Like you will not get on the bus without this, the game pass. So sure enough, I show up in a suit and tie, which is also another reminder here. If you want to try to pull something off like this, look good. If you look professional, oh, yeah. if I showed up in sweats and a hoodie. They probably didn't think I was a media member, but I went full suit and tie to look good. And I said, okay. So what I did was <laughs> to get on the bus, I'm like, all right, here's my shot. They're probably going to check my pass. I had my pass backwards. So Nick, just kind of uh, for the YouTube people, show the backs of the passes. So this is the one that he had. This is just the radio real one. Right. And the back of it just looks like this. And this does scan. So this is what they scan if you if you get put into question. So what I did was- and By I just the way, had... let, me, let me preface yeah, this as this way too. To get into all this, to get a pass for this, you have to go through a full round FBI background check. Like 100% you do. They run your whole, like it's not like a just, oh, you know, you work for so-and-so, you get a pass. Like you get put through the whole system to make sure that you're not a lunatic. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not a lunatic. I'm a media no, member no. trying to go to the Super Bowl. Like I'm just right, trying to yeah. go. Right. So what happens is I have the pass backwards. So someone sees the pass around my neck and they say, okay, the kid's got the pass, get him on the bus. So I walk right on the bus. So now I'm not fooling around though. Like, I don't know. I literally know nobody, nobody. And what I do to not make any waves to be quiet, I sit in the first seat behind the driver. Now the person who sits next to me is a legendary sports writer. Before I tell you more though about this legendary sports writer and this actual crazy story about me sneaking into the Super Bowl, getting thrown out of the Super Bowl in Minnesota, I want to give a special shout out to my pals over at Yankee Distillers. We had a great event earlier this week. I was able to go out there, do my thing, and continue to hang out with my pal Tom Gurka with Whiskey Wednesdays and more. If you don't know about Yankee Distillers, Here's your opportunity to do it. Go on their Facebook page. Check them out. Yankee Distillers, where you can find out more about exactly what they're doing. Maybe you're in the Capital Region, you're in Clifton Park, or you're just trying to find out more about their product. Go to their Facebook page. You can Yankee Distillers or check out their website, yankeedistillers.com. You can email them at info at yankeedistillers.com. Give them a call at 518 518- 406-3245. Again, 518-406-3245. I've been enjoying the product. I'm continuing to learn more and more about whiskey. Trust me, when you're going through these different times in your life and you're trying to find out more, maybe different tastes, when you work with somebody like Tom Gurkin and the staff at Yankee Distillers, you sit back and think, oh my God, this is delicious. Especially during that video, I talked about how me and my buddies back home in South, I used to challenge each other over who could make the best old-fashioned. Yankee Distillers is going to take care of you. Stop in, visit their spot there in Clifton Park, or contact them to get them over email, over the phone, Facebook, and more to find out more about the great product that you can enjoy throughout the next three months, weeks, and more. Yankee Distillers, now let's figure out exactly who I was sitting with on this bus as we went to Minnesota in the Super Bowl. It's a sports writer that I grew up like idolizing. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to act like he's like somehow my accomplice in this whole story, but whoever is your favorite sports writer growing up, Imagine you're trying to sneak into the Super Bowl or at least try to get in with a media pass and your favorite sports writer of whoever you grew up reading is now sitting next to you on the bus. And it's like, oh, my God.
so-and-so is sitting right next to me and I'm trying to sneak into the Super Bowl. Like they're going to walk around like they're going to check tickets for a train here in a second and they're going to throw me off this bus. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, let's not hope that happens. So sure enough, the bus starts and I'm on, I'm in motion. Here we go. We're going to the Super Bowl. So I'm sure you remember this part. We get off the bus and I don't know if you guys had to deal with this. There was some type of delay. I don't know if it was too many buses showed up at the same time or they were trying to like have one bus get off of the other. We got like, we were super far away from where we were supposed to check in. Again, I didn't, I didn't get on the bus because I was living, I was living oh, right. a mile and a half down from the stadium. So I huffed it. But I do remember, I do remember there for whatever reason, I think, I don't know if there was a breach or something, but we ended up having to walk like a an extra mile in a zigzag line yes. to get in. Do you remember that? Yes. Like so, it was the so, most obnoxious thing I've ever been, I've ever seen. But as obnoxious as it is, it's great for me because no one knows what they're doing. So I'm blending it. Oh, I'm, this sure, is perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to follow the confused mob of media members. So now also I get keep in mind, line. everyone, it is, it's February in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is not <laughs> warm. I have it no coat on. I just have the suit and tie. <laughs> it is freezing. Yeah. So I got the sports jacket on, but I'm sitting in line. So now I'm like, what we're sitting in line for is we're going to go to a tent. So basically the tent is going to be where you check equipment. Yep, if you've yep. got a television camera, if you've got anything. So when you walk into this tent, they're going to check your pass. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? I'll probably get to the start of this tent. They'll check my pass. I'll get thrown out. Okay. I gave it a shot. So I get up to the tent. Sure enough, you know, they're checking you like you're in the airport. I get through. Another checkpoint completed. Didn't they so now, scan your thing? Didn't they scan your badge? No. That's scary. No. That is scary. Oh yeah. So <laughs> now, dude, now I'm into the tent. So now I'm into the tent, full suit and tie. I have a pass on. Again, media member, not being a lunatic. All I have is intentions to cover the game and go to the Super Bowl. So now I'm in the tent, and now you start seeing like all the super popular, all the media members you know are in this tent but there's a second thing where now they're spreading you off to the dog sniffing drug you know all that stuff where it's like getting intense you know the yeah. cops are there this is where it's like getting cranked up a level like okay let's see if i can actually go further this is probably this point? no see here's the thing i'm i'm like my heart's beating but i can't look nervous because oh, if i look sure. nervous you know I mean? I, i'm trying to play it cool because you gotta which sell it people, yeah Right. If people know me, they're like, guys, it's probably stumbling around right now. Like he's acting like he was cool. He saw the dog. He ate the dogs, right? No chance he's acting cool right now. <laughs> so now I walk up to the, um, the, the check-in basically. Like there's another, like they're going to wind you down for a second time. The cops are there. The, you know, the, uh, drug sniffing dogs are there and everything else. So I'm like, all right, this is where I'm definitely going to get busted. I have the pass on backwards. I've never flipped it over. Sure enough, they let me through. I'm like, oh my God, I did it. I got through three checkpoints as a media member, wearing the pass, radio row pass, and I'm in. Nick, I'm telling you, I get out of the tent and there it is. U.S. Bank Stadium, right? Is that what it's still called in Minnesota? Yeah, Bank, yep, yep. Yeah. So I walk out of the tent and there it is. I can see it. I'm walking to the Super Bowl. Now, there's a fork in the road at this point. I can go left where it says media check-in, or I can just walk to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, all right, well, if I go left and I try to go to this media check-in, I'm clearly going to get checked for a pass. So I'm not going left. And the media check-in is further away from the building. So it's probably just guys sitting there doing their work or girls, guys or girls sitting there doing their work, prepping their laptops, getting their pregame stories ready. So I just start walking. So I'm going, like, I'm just walking by security. I got my pass around my neck, blah, blah, blah. No issues, no issues. 
I'm probably, I don't know, 500 yards away, 400 yards away. I can see it. I can see like the stadium coming and I get stopped by a New York Giants intern and says, Hey, can I see your pass? I'm like, Oh no, I'm busted. Oh, Oh, like I got you. An intern. So like basically a guy working media relations. And I say that because I, we covered Giants training camp before. I kind of knew who the people were. This guy didn't recognize me or know who I was because we had covered camp before. Sure. So I flipped so I flipped over my pass and he looked at it and then he looked up at me and then he looked back down and goes, Hey, so and so, this is now he's calling over the then director of the New York Giants staff. I'm like, oh no, I'm busted. I'm like, yeah. I I'm caught. Now the intern easily could have looked at the pass, saw it was me. You've already seen the video on the on the visual side. Yeah. And sent me on my way. But because he's an intern, he doesn't want to get in trouble. He brings over his boss. So now the boss comes over and he's like, how'd you get in? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, that's not the right pass. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. What do you mean? It's not the right pass. I have oh, a pass. Like, now, of course, right? now, now I'm playing stupid. Like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, okay. He's like, you got to go. I'm like, all right. So I turn right around and I start walking out. But, you know, I think I'm slick because I start walking out and I start turning right instead of out of the tent. That's where that media check-in is. So I kind of like start to veer a little bit, not running body stretch, like slowly walking. But what I don't realize is the guy is right behind me. You know, like the horror movie film, like the guy, he's right behind. Guys, he's behind you. Turn around. And then he puts his hand on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, he's like, no, you're going the wrong way, man. I'm like, oh, no. So now here comes the walk of shame. So here I am getting escorted out of the Super Bowl by the New York Giants security. Now, for those of you who why know would, the people, yeah, go ahead. Why, why? Okay, let me back up here for a little bit. Why are, are they just working security? I didn't know that, yeah. that they were so there, there. So there's a path. That's from news to me. So now I'm getting ticked. I didn't know this part of the – did you not have to go through any of these checkpoints when you were walking no. in the stadium? What the hell? No, so I mean, me I, I went through the checkpoints, oh. but no, I didn't talk to anybody. I mean, I, I didn't get like, I didn't, I don't remember the tent either. Now, hang on a second. Do you remember Maybe what time I it went? Because I went at like noon or one o'clock. Maybe you went oh, far closer to kickoff. I did. I went close to kickoff. Oh no. And it was, yeah. So I bet that was what it was. Oh, I'm learning this for the first time as we're taking yeah. this. So I just we, waited. So, I mean, like I went through the tents, but it was there was like a couple people, and like, and no one really like said much. I mean, oh. they. I mean, they looked at my computer and stuff, but like, like when I was walking through, there were not a whole lot of people. Because I mean, obviously, the media gets to go on a certain thing, and then everybody else. So like, I remember walking in, going through the once you got through the tent with the dogs. It was a straight line to the stadium. Now, no. I might have gone. Here's my thing, though, is I, I was covering games up there, so I might have gone in the old media door. So that could be another thing. Oh, okay. I, so that makes, you know what? So that might be, that might, I might have gone in the, the traditional media door. So that might be that the makes- different, that might be the difference here. Good. I'm going to believe that's the case. I'm going I to think tell let's my go with that. To make you feel yeah, better, let's go with that. Makes me feel a lot better. Makes me feel a lot better. So what happens now 
is I'm getting escorted out by the New York Giants staff. Now I'm trying, here's what I'm trying to do at this point, because I think this guy knows me, but you know, in radio, like you email with people, but you may not see them right. face to face. India people, I think, especially public relations, meet so many people that I don't think they remember a ton of people's names. No. It just, they just meet so many people and so many media members. So I'm getting walked out and I'm trying my best to like, butter this guy up totally like do you know that scene in space jam when the little mouse is talking to sean bradley's character like I love that <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. and just gets squashed at the like that's me in real life if i don't know if i can actually legally use that cut i might add that in on the visual or audio side later i don't know if legally i can use that but maybe i will for those who don't Throw get that space down at the bottom of it yeah i'll do that so now I'm getting walked out and then I start dropping names. I'm like, Hey, do you remember one Oh four five, the team at Albany? We used to cover camp. So now I'm like trying to act like we're buddies. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, just give me the Sean Bradley monster effect. Like not right. hearing me, right. but now now imagine this. I'm getting walked through all these checkpoints back. Now you would think, Oh gosh, this is like the walk of shame in college. You're holding your heels in your hand Sunday morning this is just embarrassing. In a suit but, from formal the night before. Right. But like, but here's the thing. It's honestly not that embarrassing. And you could probably give a good perspective on this because there is so much happening around you with like people going in different directions and people like I could have easily forgot my laptop. I could have easily forgot something and they're just walking yeah. me back. So as much as it, so as much as my buddies prior to the, prior to the, prior to the, to getting to the tent, it is chaos. Yeah. Once you get to the tent, you get everyone separates their own ways. So, I mean, yeah, you could have forgot your cell phone, your laptop, your media pass. No one knows. But it's funny that – it's funny. I'm, I, I didn't know that they had team – What I guess, what are they, media relations? Oh, yeah. So, every NFL so – sure, You, think, oh, you yeah. think the intern got a race? You think he got a permanent position? Busted guys. <laughs> I hope, I hope listening to this, some interns like that was the guy I busted. That's the guy he's hosting the podcast now. I never heard that story. Yeah. And just to add to that, every NFL team sends all their media relations teams to the Super Bowl. They all work different jobs. So if you're wondering like how it gets staffed, these events, that's how all the NFL teams send all their people and everything else. So I'm getting walked out. Now there is a heart beating situation here where I'm like, okay, I'm getting escorted out of the Super Bowl um, with a fake media pass shouldn't say fake with a media pass that is incorrect. I think that's a big clarification an yeah. incorrect media pass. So I'm getting walked out with the incorrect media pass by the New York giants staff. So I don't know what's going to happen next. Like some people freaked out. They're like, are you going to get arrested? Are you going to be thrown in jail? Are they going to call the cops on you? I'm like, for what? I'm a media member. Who's an idiot who tried going to cover an event as a media member. I want to continue yeah. to clarify that. Like, I didn't have any bad intentions. My intentions were to cover the game and get out. There are lunatics like Nick's mentioned that try to do stupid stuff. Oh, my yeah. goal was to go to the game, enjoy it, cover it for my station because I couldn't get a pass. That's the other question people are wondering. Hey, how come guys, you just didn't get a pass to that? I actually got a very, on very, yeah. very yeah. limited number of passes that, that go out. And the only reason that I even get one is because Jeff has young kids and Jeff doesn't want to go and Jeff has one. So Jeff gives his to me. So that's the only reason, but I mean, like there are, I think maybe a hundred like non-major media passes that they give out or something like small like that, I think is what Jeff told me. So it's not like it's, it's not like, it's not like it's a easy thing to just get. 
it's something that, you know, you got to take time and develop a relationship. And that's what Jeff had done. So it's, it's, it's not like radio Row where you can kind of get passes as long as you're a, an actual media member and you pass the background check, the Super Bowl pass is like something that you probably will wait to, it's almost like green Bay Packers season tickets. Yes. Like there's a list. Like it's, if you give yours up and then the next year you want one, you don't just get another one like that unless you're a big major, a big major market. It's and kind I of a that- weird ordeal. And I believe that's what happened one year with us in Albany was that we had gone back locally to do an event because we had a connection with the local business and we just decided not to stay that year. And that's why yeah. we've struggled since. And I can't speak to that. I'm, I, to your story, I think that matches exactly what you said. Yeah. So I'm pretty close to that. And we could be, why we, we it could be different, but to my knowledge from what I've been told, and I don't know if that's an official thing, but I think that's kind of how they do it. It's kind of, the we'll rule. call it the rumor. It's a rumor. The out rumor there. Yeah. 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 Um, one other thing, I got two more things to add before we move on to part two of this podcast. Did you actually sit, when you go to the Super Bowl and you're covering as a media member, did you actually sit in the media box or did you sit in the stands? Because I think some people don't realize some media members are actually in the crowd during the Super Bowl. Yeah, so let me let me start this way. So in a normal game, you get to you get to sit in the press box. The press boxes at most of these NFL stadiums is like having a seat at the games yeah like you get fed very well you get good food you get you know it's air conditioned or heated you get a good view of the game the super bowl uh in that year if you haven't been to us bank the upper you know the nosebleed sections are very steep and they had <laughs> makeshift put best together for 50 of us in one section and you actually sit in the nosebleeds and you're probably, I think I was in 315. I don't know. Maybe it says on there. Yep. So I was in 328 section, section 328 row 13 seat one. So you're at the game, but you need binoculars. (laughs) Which Shouldn't complain, but you know, it's, it, it, you know, it is, you are way up there, but you're, 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 uh, you're basically there's, you get to sit in the, in the section. And then there's kind of like security guards that walk kind of around that section to make sure that fans don't come over and heckle any of us and stuff like that. But you actually do sit in the stands and then there's a little makeshift desk that they build for you. And a makeshift so lunch as well. Okay. I don't remember. I think it's you like get lunch. I don't remember what they thought of. I mean, to be brutally honest, I was hungover the whole that whole Super Bowl, so I was like in chronic pain, like writing my stories. I'm like, God, all right, what time is this done? This game, this is awesome, but I am hurting. All right. Well, I'm glad you clarified the stands thing because there you go. For people who think like yeah. Nick or other of these media members are sitting in these cushy spots, again, it's a Super Bowl. You should be – look, you could be covered in snow and some people say, I don't care oh, about the yeah. Super Bowl. Just to clarify, that's what happens in some of these games where you actually are not in the media section. You're in the stands. That's why tickets are so interesting and everything else. One other thing to add before we wrap this story. Uh, when I am being escorted out by the Giants, they basically just walk me back to where I was and say, hey, you got to go. I'm like, yeah, I'm calling an Uber right now. They say, okay. 
that's it. Like there was no arrest. Yeah. There was nothing bad. I'll it's just say, imagine you tried sneaking into the Super Bowl. I went yeah. home, by the way, ordered Pizza Hut and watched the Super Bowl alone in my hotel room. I didn't want to talk. Down I didn't in want to outside. Right. I thought somebody in Bloomington is like, where's that kid from Albany? We'll get him. I don't know, I don't know why the cops, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. We'll get that Albany kid. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But that's what I did. I just went home. They let me go. No harm. No foul. I just walked out. I got thrown out of the Super Bowl in Minnesota. Yeah, I I will say so. I have I have Jeff and I are, have been known quite frequently to push the envelope on where we should and shouldn't be during these events. Um, believe it or not, and I'll just to kind of go off of your story. I uh, wow, what year? I, down in Houston. This is when we were down in Houston. Um, I, we were at media night, which was at the time Monday night. I don't know if they, I think it's Tuesday night now, but Monday night. No, it's still Monday. It's still Monday night. It's still Monday night. Yeah. Um, last year it wasn't, but anyway, so Monday night, so Monday night, the first night there, that's when, you know, they do all the interviews pregame with all the athletes, yada, yada, yada. So we're down in Houston and I'm in the stands at media night and I'm kind of looking over at the, uh, the filming, the, uh, NFL Network, and they got Kurt Warner, and I think Favre was on there, and um, I don't remember who else is. Marshall Falk, maybe? Marshall Falk, maybe. I don't remember, but the only reason I remember Kurt Warner is because, and and again, they had this platform set up in the stands, and then they have a stage, and they're shooting up, so the fans are back. Well, I had been standing back there, and they got done with the show, and the guys are walking up, and I kind of look around, and I mean, it's like they're literally like, these guys are walking up the aisle, and and there's no ropes, there's nothing. I kind of look around, and you know, I at the time I'm, I, I I mean, at the time I was very into you know health fitness. I'm like, shit, I bet you I, I can sink in here. Like I, I look like I can be on this. Like so I jumped, I jumped, I jumped into the aisle and went up with the guys. Oh my god. Yeah, so I'm I'm walking up the stairs and I'm like, all right, no one's stopping me, you know, and I, and I'm pretty, and I think you've seen me do that. I'm pretty good at kind of blending, like you know. Yeah. I'm, so I, I I I'm kind of going up, and all of a sudden the curtain opens, and I'm in the NFL Network pre tent, like before the show. And I just go pop down on the couch, <laughs> and I'm kind of sitting around, you know, and I kind of pretend like I'm doing something on my phone. Kurt Warner comes over and sits next to me, and. And, I, and I'm like, oh God, you know, like what, what did I just, he goes, Hey man, how you been? <laughs> good, good. How you, how's the family? You know? And he starts talking to me and like, I'm just playing it off. Cause I'm like, he's, you know, either he's being really nice or he thinks I'm someone. And at the time I had long slicked back, you know, hair and I was living in Minneapolis still. So I like, I looked like I probably could have been on TV or something. Yeah, you know? so sure. I'm, I'm just rolling with it. And he starts asking me questions about, you know, how I'm liking my time at the network and I'm just going on and I've got my media pass and I kind of look over and he doesn't look and I just flip it over real quick. Cause I'm like, I don't want him to see that I'm not here. So he taught, I mean, and I probably had a 10 minute conversation with him and I'm sitting in there. Randy Moss walks through, you know, and is kind of like, you know, looking at Kurt, like, who the hell are you talking to? And I'm just letting it roll. I'm just rolling with the punches and I go, ah, yeah, you know, I better better get on with you know the night and you know good to see you he 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 stands up with me shakes my hand he goes you know good to see you yeah yeah. we'll we'll see you later i'm like 
Yeah, absolutely. So I jet out of here. I'm like, at the time, I'm like, you know, maybe I should have asked him if I if he wanted to come on the radio show, but would that have given my cover away? Yes, so, sort of. yes. so to your point, yes. I mean, once you get in the inner layer of some of this, like, there's so many people, and as long you know, there's so many. As long as you're respectful, you can probably push the envelope a little bit. So it's, you know. I'm sure the security knew I wasn't supposed to be in there, but when I'm sitting there talking to Kurt Warner, I really doubt anyone's going to kick me out, you know? So to your point, I mean, nothing, nothing bad ever happens. I think it's just a lot of, you know, as long as you're respectful, most people let you go about your business and, you know, go on with your day. I think that's a good lesson here. The lesson of this, even though we're acting like idiots and going to place we're not supposed to, if you're responsible, if you're respectable, if you are not acting like a jackass, if you're being professional, people are not going to go off on you. Like no. your job is to be there to be a pro. Now someone say like, you guys aren't acting like pros in this. I'm sure old school media members can be like, you oh, should is- not go on there. Yeah. Like, like, look, we're not trying to be jerks. We're trying no. to create experiences and yeah. have conversations. Trust me, we both work in radio or have done radio stuff before. Like that stuff, people, hopefully if you heard this they podcast, know. you enjoy yeah. these stories. Cause like, it's better than asking who wins the big one Sunday. Like, right. We're going to hear it every single year. So hopefully, again, those are the intentions of both Nick and I um, for this. So let's do this, Nick, real quick. Um, For some of you, that's the part of the podcast you're going to love the most. Hopefully you enjoyed those Super Bowl stories from us. We're going to do today's episode a little different. So we're taping on Tuesday night. This is going to air on Friday before the Super Bowl on Sunday. We're going to stop here. Um, We're going to say some cool things about some people who have partnered with the podcast. So stick around for that. We're going to air a second episode that's going to be available both on YouTube and both on Spotify and Apple that if you're a fan of the show Entourage, if you like behind the scenes, bumping into celebrities, having a good time, I'm calling this one uh, Two Nights in Miami. Some people don't care about it. Like Some people will not have any interest in this episode coming up. I'm probably only going to do these once every like three months. But if you're an Entourage fan, if you're young and in your late 20s, early 30s, and you want to have a really fun story with your friends at these really fun cities. That's what's next. So a really fun story and, about what went on in Miami and, with Nick and I. And so just add on that, I think here's where, here's where my experience with radio is a little different is I have never truly been employed by these people. So I get to, I mean, I shouldn't say that I was, but not to a degree where I, so when I'd go down to these things, I've got, you know, not just two nights in Miami, we can talk about Houston. We can talk about San Francisco it if you don't know super bowl week for these celebrities and athletes is six days of party and it is a very fun time i'll tell a story here you know once we flip over with gronk's dad it's it's a great great time to be in the young radio profession as long as but again we were always up doing our job the next day I want to know more about the Gronk dad story because you've never told me the story about Gronk's dad. So before we all find out together the story involving Ron Krakowski's dad, I want to give a special shout out to my partner, my pal, Alex Bodenzeek. Now, maybe you're a rookie business owner like myself. You're starting a new business here in 2021, and you're not quite sure what to do. I got a mass text with my buddies from back home. They're already getting nervous about tax season. Who do I talk to? How does this work? So many different things have changed over the last few months and this year. Who do I work with that I can trust with this process? Alex Bodenzeek is that person. For years, Alex Bodenzeek at AVB Taxes has been the go-to relief for small service business owners who were stressed about filing their taxes and they didn't know what to do. 
we all kind of delay this process and we find ourselves overwhelmed by all the paperwork and trying to throw that Hail Mary in the final seconds to follow them on time. Alex Bonenzeek wants to work with you, business owner or someone who just needs taxes and help. They need to figure out what exactly is going on. He will step in and change the game for you. Gain that home field advantage when you're working to find the best way to go through your taxes. Someone like Alex Bodenzeek, who provides simple, tailored services with a quick turnaround time and passionate professionalism that keeps your stress and your taxes to a minimum. Call Alex today. All advice, services, documentation are absolutely confidential. If you've been enjoying getting there with guys, support people like Alex Bodenzeek, who's trying to get these great things going at AVB Tax, especially tax season just around the corner. For a free consultation with Alex, text or call him today, 518-400-0282. Again, 518-4000-282. If you're enjoying getting there with Goss, continue to support some great sponsors and great people and partners like Alex Bodenzeek at AVB Taxes. Now, on to some of the stories we've never told before about the Super Bowl events, celebrities, and more here on Getting There with Goss.